0: On the Job with Francis Leach and Sally Rudd.
1: It's On The Job, the podcast, all about making your working life better. Francis Leach with you today, flying solo today. A bit of a special pod because we're talking superannuation. Now, Australia's superannuation funds, our industry super funds more particularly, have become the most significant and powerful generator of investment within the Australian economy over the last 30 or so years. So much money. Your savings, my savings, our retirement savings, so important to our own futures, are also really important to the future of the country. Now, what's really interesting is that the industry funds are now using their influence to make sure that those investments are environmentally, socially responsible, and also the governance practices meet the standards required to protect and look after workers' interests as well, having a huge influence on the shape and standards within our economy. Workers' capital, our money, making a difference in the way the economy works, which you've got to say, Is a good thing. Now we're catching up with Sam Trobe today. Now, Sam works at Australian Super. He's the head of corporate and external affairs at one of Australia's largest super funds. And just as a way of clarifying, all of the financial and membership figures that Sam provides in this podcast are dated. March 31st, 2022. So that's where that sits at this particular point in time. He'll make those references in the pod, as well as the general advice that uh, he provides within the uh, podcast as well. Naturally enough, it is not financial advice. It doesn't pretend to be financial advice. This may include general financial advice, which doesn't take into account your personal objectives, your financial situational needs. So before making a decision uh, on your financial situation, consider if the information is right for you, read the relevant product disclosure statements and target market determinations, go to australiansuper.com. That's where you do that. Investment returns are not guaranteed, past performance is not a reliable indicator of future returns, all that sort of stuff. You need to know that before you hear from Sam. Here he is, Sam Trobe, talking super with us here on The Job. Superannuation a modern miracle created by the labor movement, unions and workers who decided that, you know, what we can actually save for our own retirement and our employers should help us too because it makes sense to have a dignified retirement and enough money in the bank to do it. Uh, 40, 50 years on from those first super funds, uh, superannuation Australia is huge business. It is, to use a financially technical term, a shitload of money lying around to be used and invested wisely. With that comes enormous responsibility. So, do superannuation funds who sit on these billion dollars of your savings determine where they're going to put their money, how it's going to be spent, who monitors how it's used, and what are the ethical considerations that superannuation has to consider when making these really big investments that in the end are supposed to deliver you. Uh, living retirement uh, that you, you work so hard for and you can be proud that the money that you've invested has actually made the world a little bit of a better place, which is damn important. Sam, welcome to On The Job. Thank you. Great to be here. It is, when you think about it, an enormous responsibility. That's a lot of money sort of swishing around within Australia's superannuation system. Do we have any, just as, as a ballpark figure, any understanding of just how much money at the moment?
0: If you take Australian Super as an example, so we're now $260 billion of members' money, under management and we're on our, billion yeah, just on our way to half a trillion in the next four to three to four years and growing fast. So the sector is big and in comparative to the Australian economy, very big as well. So there is, as you say, a lot of obligations on super funds in how they invest and what they invest in. And so for Australian super, that's 2.7 million members as well. So it's a large group of people as well as a large... A bucket of money.
1: It's very powerful, isn't it? It gives super funds a lot of power in terms of how it can direct its investments. And, you know, that might mean jobs in certain areas, not in others. And, you know, so you can put the thumb on the scale of the economy in lots of interesting ways. Is that something that superannuation funds now consider when they're investing about their, you know, the wider implications of their investments? Absolutely. So
0: often there's a discussion around there being a choice between getting really strong member returns and investing responsibly. And I think our perspective would be actually that. There isn't a choice. Investing and being a responsible investor actually is a pathway to generate really good, strong, long-term returns for our members. And so we sort of come at it through a few different channels. One is being a good investor, so looking at what we invest in, going through a process of assessment in the investments we make, being a good owner when we actually own assets, and that can be anything from equities, shares in a company through to an infrastructure project or similar, and then through to our, our advocacy piece as well. So we're a large fund. The large member base. And so how we then look to use that on behalf of our members, how we look to actually advocate for things also is a really important channel as well to how we influence change in the, in the right direction. Because
1: it could be some easy money to be made in sort of short-term investments in things that aren't good for the world. Mm. Like you could just go out and spend a lot of money in certain areas of the world or on mining investments or other investments which have long-term environmental implications or have really dodgy mm. work practices. But you know, superannuation like funds like Australian Super don't do that. You have something called ESG, which sounds like something you might be an additive into your uh, your food, but it's not. What is ESG,
0: and why is it important? It's a, a lens that we apply to our well, to the fund as a whole, as a trustee as a whole, but also through our, to our investments around looking at how to be a genuinely responsible investor. So it's a lens of looking through environmental considerations, social and governance considerations, and so. It's a framework for us to basically be a responsible investor and the purpose of Super is a long-term investment for the long-term benefit of our members. So we actually take the, the longer-term perspective is actually supported by an e framework, which means the investments we're looking at are sustainable, good investments that so will continue to provide returns for members.
1: So environmental is one of the key elements and uh, obviously at this particular stage in our journey when we're looking to get to net zero as quickly as possible, those investments are really important. So what are the parameters around the investment decisions that Australian Super might make that meet that criteria mm. on environmental grounds?
0: There's a few things we do. So we, in terms of we, we consider the actual assets themselves, you know, some kind of assets, we actually look at them as being a responsible owner means being a responsible steward of the transition. So there's value in these assets and we see value in having a role in these assets to actually steward with them through the transition. So for us, getting the portfolio down to net zero by t- 2050 has us working with all the, say, the companies we invest in, working with them to ensure they have plans in place to actually achieve those targets.
1: It's a really powerful tool, isn't it? So if a company knows that it is taking a lot of superannuation money in order to you know, to run mm. its business, it knows that one of the things that superannuation investors are looking at is its environmental standards and you know they're being held to account in relation to that. That's
0: right. There are approaches where funds, companies sort of just uh, peg a target. So in 2050, we'll achieve net zero, that's it. How we look through our portfolio is we actually do a bottom-up approach to make sure that all our assets and all our investments – actually have plans in place and we work with the boards to make sure they're in place to actually make sure that that is a realistic and achievable outcome. Is there
1: any measurable that you can that you sort of uh, apply to those investments to see, check in on different investment portfolios to make sure that they're meeting those standards? Is it a regular process?
0: Yeah, so it's pretty much a constant engagement process with boards, with the companies to make sure they're on track, checking in, checking their progress to ensure that the plans they've got are in place and are being implemented.
1: Modern slavery is an issue we've talked about a lot on this podcast. We've done a number of episodes on that particular issue, and it's something that uh, would concern a lot of people who've got superannuation mm. savings. They probably don't want their money going to seeing workers exploited. Uh, so how do you sort of navigate that often very opaque world when it comes to supply chains and making sure that a company that you're investing in or the money's being tipped into isn't somewhere along the line exploiting workers in a modern slavery yeah, context?
0: So- I mean, it starts from a position of transparency and then basically, again, it's working with these companies to have a transparent line of sight through the supply chains to ensure that... Labor practices are to a standard we would expect in those companies. So it's again through that sort of that constant engagement process that we work with the companies we're invested in to make sure that they are compliant.
1: And you are, I guess, uh, signed up to the UN Sustainability Development Goal, mm-hmm. the SDG. Uh, so that is the framework around which most of those investments are channeled, so mm-hmm. to make sure that you know, it meets those standards.
0: Yeah, and we also a founding member and co-chair of the Investors Against Slavery and Trafficking. Uh, as well, which is again, is trying to bring together investors. So it's sort of, it's not just uh, our actions, it's, it's taking a cooperative approach across investors to make sure it's a, a broader approach.
1: When it comes to uh, supporting the Australian economy, there was a debate around during the election campaign about an Australian procurement policy that governments should have mm. so that when we're buying stuff, we are encouraging through our own spending the making of that stuff here in Australia, quite yep. basically. We're making things for Australians by Australians and therefore investing in Australian jobs. Is that something that superannuation funds look out for? For is that something that's of a concern? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And through the lens of what is generating the best returns for members, absolutely. So we have a 116 billion dollars invested domestically. Examples like things through the past couple of years, we've had private equity, direct investment, equity. So we actually have a significant and diverse investment profile in Australia to support Australian companies, both to generate returns for our members, but also to to support them in people, spending the economy, growth in the economy as well.
1: Has Australian SIP ever, ever sort of withdrawn an investment because it felt like a particular investment didn't meet the standards that you, that you've sort of outlined in the last five or ten minutes in relation to whether it's environment, governance, or sustainability? And just gone, you know what? We could make a lot of money here, but this is not how we want to make money.
0: I wouldn't want to comment on the specifics, but yes, yeah, so we've particularly in looking at transactions. There's been some transactions that have come forward that have probably looked good on the numbers, but the actual prospect of investment hasn't stacked up. As you say, when it's lined up against an ESG assessment that it hasn't met those thresholds and therefore we've sort of either withdrawn or pulled out of the process.
1: Uh, given that you've got this framework around which you've built you know, a bunch of ethical benchmarks to investing, it could be seen as maybe not getting the most out of people's money. Do you get that complaint sometimes? People just say, look, I don't care. I've invested my money with Australian Super C- because I want the very best returns, mm. and I don't really care how the money is mm. done. Just send me the bottom line. And you're not doing that because you're putting, I guess, a an ethical no, it framework. It over has come up over. because
0: you sort of get pushed both ways. People yeah. want to be more, you know, more ethical, more responsible. But Just then b- buy those tobacco company shares, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I suppose it comes back to sort of the philosophical basis of our investments are that we we think responsible investing is the best way to get long term returns. So it's actually for us, it's not a choice in a way, because we're a you know sort of a stable long term investor. The ESG parameters both mean that we're investing in a responsible basis, but also we actually are getting better returns. So for us it's not really a choice. It's the core of our investing philosophy to get members their best retirement outcomes.
1: Is the power of superannuation and the funds and the decision to actually make ethical choices, part of the reason why superannuation has been under attack in recent years, do you feel?
0: Possibly. You know, if we come back to the again, the core purpose is to deliver for Australians' retirements. And then through that, we know to invest responsibly gets us that outcome. For us, it's pretty clear in how we want to invest.
1: Does Australian super and I guess industry super more broadly have a, a nation building Philosophy as well that investing in huge infrastructure projects which will generate jobs but also yeah. leave a, a lasting legacy for future generations again, as part of their remit.
0: Yeah, and what we see is particularly those kind of asset classes are actually and we've built up a, a, a level of capacity and skill in investing in those types of assets. Definitely, because again, because they meet the profile we're looking for in terms of long term stable returns. So in, in Sydney, we've got you know significant investments in like West Connects and those kind of projects. Big big infrastructure projects, Sydney Airport uh, as well. So it's sort of We do see that both investing in those assets produces a public good. There's big, big meaty bits of infrastructure, but they also then generate a consistent and return profile as well.
1: It makes you wonder where the investment powerhouse would have been without superannuation in this day and age, where this money would have gone or how it would have been. It's become so fundamental to, uh, I guess, the, the dynamics of the investment environment that it's hard to imagine where the, the cash flow or that the sort of the, yeah. the powerhouse of money could have come from,
0: absolutely, and it means that we have that like that domestic pool of capital, which other countries, I'm sure, particularly in times of, if go back to the GFC, where we had this big pool of local domestic capital that was available, uh, when so when offshore funds dried up, that was available to the Australian economy. So really advantageous in terms of a an aggregate investment in the economy, but also then we've got sort of um, we've got offices overseas and offices in the UK, and talking to some of the people in. UK like their their pension system is really inferior compared to ours like it's not compulsory it's really low levels it's like three percent I think contributions like it's so so we basically have the best of both worlds and we have a really strong retirement income stream for Australians who who work a you know in super and super super system is strong but it could also be made a lot stronger and we have this big big pool of domestic capital, which can be used to invest in the economy as well.
1: We hear about ethical superannuation th- funds or who would just do straight mm. out ethical investment. Is that just a branding exercise or is there a differentiation between those super funds and what you guys uh, are doing?
0: To... They have a narrower investment approach and that's a choice they've taken. We have a like an ethical product and a responsible uh, product, so we have a, a product offering that meets that kind of part of the market as well. But then we also take for the balanced fund, we're looking at meeting that that. Longer term investment outcomes, and for us, that that's a broader um, investment profile.
1: Just to finish, if uh, people are listening, going well, I should check out where my money's going. If I'm a, if my money's with Australian Super or with one of the other industry funds, do the funds open up their books in a sense and say, yeah, if you if I log on to my account online, I can see where the money's going and and whether it meets that that ESG parameter that you talk about, the environmental yeah, so, sustainability, of the governance. Yes,
0: yeah, so super funds are required to the great term of the book portfolio holdings disclosures, every funder puts up on the website where their investments are, so where their assets sit. And Australian Super has done this actually for a number of years and goes over and above what's required to make sure we're really transparent about where our money goes, what we're investing in, who we're investing in to make sure that members have, I suppose, comfort and and certainty that we're investing in the right way on their behalf.
1: Sam, thank you for coming in. If people want to find out more about Australian Super, they just go to the website?
0: Yep, australiansuper.com.
1: That's where you go. And uh, we look forward to uh, chatting to you again soon sometime. Thanks for coming Thanks in. Thanks very
0: much. This is On The Job with Francis Leach
1: and Sally Rudd. That's Sam Trobe, Head of Corporate and External Affairs at Australian Super with us here on the job. That's it for another episode. My name is Francis Leach, back again next week with another encounter with you. Uh, If you've uh, got the opportunity to give us a rating on your favourite app, helps people find the program, all that sort of stuff, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to send us an email, otjpodcast at protonmail.com and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now.